Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Get Vegas. That was uh, at Portage in Maine last night. Winnipeg Jets fans uh, celebrating the victory of their team in Game 7 of what was an incredible series. Uh, the Jets moving on to the conference final, the Western Conference final, against the Vegas Golden Knights. Hop in a time machine and go back 10 or 15 years and explain that to somebody. <laughs> yeah, we're all pumped here in the future in 2018. All excited for the Jets and the Vegas Golden Knights in the Western Conference final. You'd get some interesting looks. But we got a Canadian team in the final four. And you got to say, of the four teams remaining, I think the Jets are clearly the favorite. Frankly, whoever came out of that Winnipeg-Nashville series, you got to put them as the favorite. So fans in Vegas, uh, rather fans, well, fans in both cities, pretty excited. But fans in Winnipeg, obviously pretty pumped that the Jets have gone this far in the prospect uh, of a lot more to come. Joining us to talk about the uh, mood, the atmosphere in the city of Winnipeg, Kelly Moore, uh, veteran broadcaster with our uh, chorus affiliate CJOB in Winnipeg. Kelly, thanks for making some time for us here. Absolutely, Rob. My pleasure. Uh, the city must just be uh, insane today. Uh, I mean, that's what's been so great about watching the Jets through this playoff run is how loud the fans are there, how passionate the fans are there. It's just been incredible. It, it really has. Uh, and, and you played that clip from last night. You know, it was like two or three degrees. It was not that warm out. Yeah. Uh, and yet, uh, you know, people came out to first to Bell MTS Place and... Uh, it you know, turned out in big numbers to sit in an arena and watch a game on the big screen. You know, teams are generally happy if they get 1,500 to 2,500 for something like that. Uh, there was probably uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 5,500 to 6,000 to see that. And, and here's what's happened now, Rob. Before, uh, you simply had to show up and you were admitted into the street party. And then when they reached their maximum capacity, then they had to turn people away. While they're anticipating such a groundswell of support tomorrow night and Monday for the first two games of this Vegas series, that they have decided, and when I say they, True North Sports and Entertainment, along with Economic Development Winnipeg and the City of Winnipeg, they have decided that the best-case scenario is to have people order free tickets online so that they can cap the crowd uh, and, and so you'll need a ticket to get in unless you have a game ticket. And, and you can imagine for some people that's not going over too well, but you also have to understand that, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to do the best job that they can to keep this as positive and as safe an experience 
as it possibly can be for the people there. Yeah, and it's definitely been that so far. Uh, going into the game last night, Kelly, I mean, the, you know, the way that Nashville dominated game six in Winnipeg, how, how nervous were you? How nervous were fans heading into that game last night? Well, you know, probably not as much as they would have been had they not gone into Nashville and dominated game five. Uh, so, you know, that it was, Rob, I'll tell you, I've been covering hockey for 40 years. And I don't recollect a series where home ice was such a disadvantage and where the statistics could be so dead even through six games. And yet in three of those four games, you know, the win was by a three-goal margin or better. It, there was nothing that was conventional about how this series played out, save for game two as Paul Maurice kept on going back to uh, – during his media availability over the 48 hours leading into Game 7. That was the only one that really played true to the form chart. Everything else, and you were throwing your tickets out the window because it just you, you couldn't win on the trifecta. You know, it's to watch this team. I mean, it's it's a fun team to watch. This is a, a team that that can score. This is a team that that's big. It's you know they they seem to be the complete package, Kelly. I mean, without getting too carried away. Uh, they'd be a really good team in Nashville. you got to think that they're a heavy favorite uh, against Vegas. How did this team get to this point in terms of what they were able to build, and especially you know through drafting, through smart trades? It's, it's been an amazing story, hasn't it? Yeah, mostly through smart drafting. Uh, you know, and you, Rob, you have to go back to the very first year when the team relocated from Atlanta. I remember in 2011 when the Winnipeg Jets were the seventh overall pick selected Mark Shapley from the Barry Colts, and everybody's going, what? <laughs> and certainly the first couple of years, uh, Shapley, for whatever reason, was always compared to Sean Couturier of Philadelphia. And I can remember those first couple of years. People were questioning Kevin Day off. You know, Shapley's going to be a bust. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. But So uh, I would say smart drafting, which you mentioned, uh, and I would also say incredible patience which is not easy in the National Hockey League, to be, to be patient and confident when everybody around you is second-guessing every move you make. Uh, and, and the trades that they have made, there have only been a few of them, uh, but they've been very astute. Tyler Myers and Paul Stastny would certainly uh, come to the, the fore uh, in that regard. They haven't done a lot on free agent day on July the 1st. But the few times they've dabbled into that market, Matthew Perot, who did return to the lineup during the series, I thought played a very significant role for them last night. And, you know, yet last year, I remember July 1st, Rob, they signed goaltender Steve Mason and defenseman Dmitry Kulikov. They were going to be the two missing pizzas because they felt that they had finally evolved with all their young players to be ready for prime time. (laughs) <laughs> neither of those players have factored in the playoffs at all. Who would you say at this point? I, I think you can look at each team and, and say, okay, th- this is the, you know, perhaps the Smythe candidate for that team. Who would you say it is right now for the Jets? Uh, for the Winnipeg Jets, boy, I'll tell you, I, I, you'd have to go with Mark Shafley. And Paul Stastny is a close second. Stastny has just scored one critical goal after another. Uh, and uh, he has certainly had a very positive impact on his two young line mates, Ehlers and Lyonnais. But Mark Shifley has, has scored huge momentum-shifting goals. You know, I, I don't know if uh, people were watching or listening closely enough last night. 
But the comment was made, Rob, that Mark Scheifele set a National Hockey League record by scoring seven road goals in a series. He scored all seven of his goals against the Nashville Predators in Nashville. Yeah. And so, you know, that that stat in itself is is pretty remarkable. But uh, he so he has gone from being a first-round draft pick to a second guest for the first two or three years to now where he's getting the chance on a big stage to show everyone that he really does deserve to be among the talked-about players in the National Hockey League. And I don't know how close... You cover the game, but last year during the uh, promotional visits in New York before the season started, Shifley created a little bit of a, 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 a tempest in a teapot, if you will, when he said, listen, I want to be the best player in the NHL better than Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid. And he took a lot of criticism for that. But why not shoot high? And And this kid is showing he's not there yet, but he certainly has that well within his grasp to get there. So they just beat the president's trophy winners, a pretty darn good team of the Nashville Predators. You got to like their chances against Vegas. How are you feeling about this series? I think it's going to be somewhat similar to the Nashville series, but I think it might be a little more closer to the form chart. The reason I say that, Rob, is because the goaltending for Nashville wasn't anywhere near what you would expect it to be in a matchup of two Vezina Trophy finalists. Becca Rene just did not play well enough for his hockey club to win in that series, at least not consistently enough. He struggled in Games 1, in Games 5, and in Game 7. He did play well in the two wins in Winnipeg, but he did not play well throughout the series. Uh, whereas Connor Hellebuck, there might have been a couple of goals that he allowed that he would like back, but Far more of the playing time was he a positive factor for his hockey club than a negative. So I think the goaltending for the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, albeit uh, Marc-Andre Fleury hasn't exactly had an uncheckered pass in the playoffs, but I think he's really arrived in that comfortable part of his uh, life now where I think that he's able to handle that kind of pressure. So I think it's going to be a very evenly matched series. And boy, it is going to be played at a heavy pace, but I think the Jets might have a little bit of an advantage in terms of their ability to not only skate fast, but they are also bigger than Vegas, and I think they'll eventually wear the Golden Knights down. So I'll say I'll say Winnipeg in six. Yeah, that sounds reasonable to me. Now, of course, you're in Winnipeg, and the, the fans are obviously, this is their team, this is their city, that's what they're focused on. Do you, do you get the sense, though, that people feel kind of the, the weight of Canadian expectations, or that this is now Canada's team, or is it just, look... This is Winnipeg's team. Cheer for us if you want, but we don't care. Yeah, you hit the nail right on the head there, Rob, because you have to remember, of all of the major cities in, in Canada, there hasn't been a team, that, or a city rather, that has been picked on or poked at or made more fun of than Winnipeg. You know, I don't think, uh, remember the old Fountain Tire commercials? So we're <laughs> going right. to Winnipeg. Yep. Well, I don't think that's going to be a punchline, at least not for the next little while anyway. So uh, I, I don't think Winnipeg feels any external pressure whatsoever in terms of that. And now I'm, I'm trying to remember, were the Edmonton Oilers in 2006 losing in the Stanley Cup final, were they the last team from Canada to get to the Final Four? 
I, I, I guess I'd have to go back and take a look at that. I, I had to host another show uh, just before I came on the air with you, so I wasn't able to do the uh, as much homework as I wanted to. But I, I'd have to look back. I can't remember the last time a Canadian team made it to the Final Four. Well, I guess we had the Canucks. Uh, uh, the, oh, right, of course, right? Vancouver, 2011. Yeah, yeah well, there things, you go. Things yeah. got a little ugly after that. But, yeah, I guess that, would, that would be the last one. There you go. Thanks, so, Rob, for bailing me. Yeah, that's right. But this, yeah, this, uh, this is different, I think, because, and I don't know, I don't know if it's a slight on Winnipeg necessarily, but, like, there are a lot of fans who hate the Canucks. Here in Calgary, there are a lot of fans who hate the Oilers uh, and vice versa. And everybody hates the Maple Leafs. I don't, I don't know that people hate the Jets. No, because they're the underdog. They're the quintessential underdog. And when you watch this team play, Rob, they don't have a, an Alexander Burroughs who, you know, performs the style that, uh, you know, he'll do anything to win and, and isn't afraid to do it. There, there's not that kind of an individual on the Winnipeg Jets. They play, uh, as you mentioned, a very entertaining style of game, but they also play an honest man's game. You know, they'll get in there and they'll hit you. Dustin Bufflin will grab people by the scruff of the neck every once in a while and uh, and toss them around, but you know only when the situation calls for it. They they don't have that person that where the lines are blurred, and and so in in terms of the combination of how they play and who they have playing for them, and then of course Winnipeg being you know, that that city that the, the, the redheaded stepchild of Canada, if you will. Uh, I think all those factors uh, combine to make uh, the, the Jets a, uh, a lovable entity yeah. right now across the country. Oh, 100%. Uh, Kelly, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Appreciate this. You bet, Rob. My pleasure. All right. Take care. Veteran sportscaster, broadcaster, journalist Kelly Moore with CJOB Radio in Winnipeg. He likes the Jets in six. That's kind of where I'm leaning. I mean, I think whoever comes out of this series is who I'm rooting for to win the cup. And both are just uh, tremendous stories. So, yeah, you, you got to like the Jets. It is funny, right? I mean, I, I don't think people hate the Jets. And maybe that's a condescending kind of attitude. Maybe you want to be hated. I mean, who are the Jets' rivals? I don't know if Winnipeg has a real rivalry, per se. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a small market. They lost their team. They had to go through that hell of not having a team. For as long as they did, they got it back. And I think, you know, we, we, we feel for them. So they are, it's an easy team. It's an easy story to get behind. And yeah, as good as Tampa is, a few people are texting saying, come on, Rob. What about the Tampa Bay Lightning? As good as Tampa is, I think the Jets are better. Right now, they would be, I think, they got to be. We'll see what the Vegas uh, casinos are posting for, for odds. But yeah, I think the Jets are the favorite right now, right? Um, by the way, someone else texted to point out the uh, Montreal Canadiens made the Final Four in 2014. So that would be, uh, I guess, the last Canadian team in the Final Four. 974-8255 is the number 974-TALK. Are you behind the Jets? Do you see them as Canada's team? Does it matter to you if a Canadian team hoists the cup? Because rivalry's got to count for something, too. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.